0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. When we read the Word of God, we come across the word or concept of Spirit constantly. It was there from the very first verses of the text, and it carries throughout all the way to the return of Jesus. In the book of Revelations. The Bible tells us that God is a spirit and that he has given to us his Holy Spirit. We read things in the scripture about evil spirits or unclean spirits. We read about the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of strength, the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of man, of a beast, the spirit of fear, the spirit of jealousy, the spirit of Jezebel. What are all of these things? Though many accept its existence in passing, it's a little bit hard to grasp with our understanding. So to this, I would tell you that throughout Scripture, one of the simplest ways to understand spirit is to associate it with character. You see, spirit in scripture is a force, an energy, a moving breath, a wind, a voice that influences. So then we can see in scripture when we read things like the spirit of Elijah, what it's really referring to is the character of Elijah or the spirit of Jezebel. It is the character of Jezebel. Or the spirit of jealousy is a characteristic of jealousy. Or fear is a spirit that causes you to be fearful because that it influences you in that characteristic. In actuality, voice is spirit, but what is speaking to you that you are agreeing with will then influence your characteristics. Therefore, a spirit of fear, will make you fearful. It will give you fearful characteristics. An evil spirit will speak to you influences that when you agree or align with it, you will then take action upon it and produce evil characteristics. Or as Jesus put it, bad fruit. Therefore, To understand the narrative of scripture, we have to come back to the reality that God himself is a spirit, a voice that speaks to influence us when we choose to believe it, listen to it, agree with it, be led by it. It will influence us to good characteristics or good fruit now from the garden of eden because of the fall of man and the sin that entered in there was a division between man and god so that he could not clearly hear the leading of that spirit directly because that the holy spirit will not share his glory with another When man came into agreement with evil spirits, bad characteristics that caused them to stand in opposition to the word and instruction of their heavenly father, those evil spirits move in, they listen to them, God cannot share his glory with another, he cannot reside. In the same place, the temple of our body, that space was polluted. Then Jesus comes on the scene. And he is willing to be an atoning sacrifice for us that by his blood, the temple of our body could be cleansed, that we might come boldly before the throne of grace, ask and receive of his Holy Spirit. So what is the Holy Spirit? It is the very voice of God leading you to produce the very characteristics of Jesus. That is its purpose. In fact, in the original Greek, it wasn't written as the Holy Spirit. It was written as the spirit of holiness, the character of holiness, that which empowers and influences you to walk in holiness. You cannot do it in and of yourself, and we could not do it Without the Holy Spirit, which we could not receive without the cleansing, atoning blood of Jesus. So today we have to thank God in faith for his amazing grace or the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to walk. In both fellowship with him again to hear his voice and to have the power to obey it. It's the power to become something new, to move and breathe and have his being living on the inside of me and shining through us to produce the good fruits, the peaceable fruits of righteousness, as it states in Hebrews chapter 11, that we might demonstrate the character of Jesus or the fruits of the Spirit. Jesus said the only way to know if a person truly has the Holy Spirit is if they bear the fruits of the Spirit, if they bear good fruit. What are the fruits of the Spirit? But characteristics. The characteristics of Jesus love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, patience, long suffering, temperance, self control, oh, faithfulness, humility, all of those things that He demonstrated. When he walked among men, the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. But again, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot house both the Holy Spirit of God and an evil spirit. This is why John the Baptist said that I baptize you indeed with water, but there is one coming whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose, who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost of fire whose winnowing fan is in his hand, who will thoroughly purge his threshing floor. The work of the Holy Spirit is to purge, to sanctify, to drive out, to get you to recognize, identify, disagree with, come out of alignment, rebuke, remove, and resist evil spirits or ungodly characteristics, which are the bad fruit. That he warns us about in Matthew chapter 7. Not only does it cleanse us. But then it fills us and equips us. Leads us and teaches us. It convicts us. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit was given. And the grace of God to convict the world of sin. And to empower him to walk godly and righteously. Right now in this present world. We see another very interesting thing in Scripture that God does not see family so much in terms of genealogy, but more so in spirit. And we know this because He tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, it is they who are the sons of God. Therefore, to be part of His family. You must be born of the Spirit. In other words, of His character. This is why He commands us in both the Old Testament and in the New in First Peter chapter 1, verse 16, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Jesus addressed this issue in John chapter 8, verse 31 amongst the Pharisees who thought that they were part of God's family because of genealogy. But yet they did not walk in the character or spirit of God, who is spirit. Therefore were they not counted to be among his family. They weren't born again of the spirit. It says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, Remember what I said from the beginning, spirit is voice that influences you towards holy character. The character is the fruit in actuality, it's the evidence that the spirit or the voice is there and that you have believed by faith and or following its leading because that God has made available to us the grace to not only hear but to obey. But you have to have enough faith to seek him. This is why the scripture tells us that without faith it is impossible to please him because that those who come to him must come believing that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, you've got to believe in his word. The Bible says that even Abraham believed the word of God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. This has been the truth from the beginning. In fact, Adam and Eve fell from grace when they stopped believing what God had to say and trusted in the words of the snake. It's all about alignment, my friend, it's about agreement. It's about listening to the voice that is speaking on the inside and letting it affect the world outside through you, through the character or the fruit that you produce and the things that that character leads you to do. Because with the heart, man believes, and out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak, and out of the mouth are many influenced. Therefore, do we see the fruit that is coming from a root that was produced by the seed that was planted in the garden of the heart? Of man, Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Then they answered him, We be Abraham's seed, talking about physical lineage, and we were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son abideth forever. You see, he's making it very clear to them that God does not see family. In the light of lineage, there's something far more important at play here. He says, if therefore the son shall make you free, then ye shall be free indeed. For I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me. See, they had the lineage, but not the character, not the fruit. Therefore, was Jesus identifying another root or spirit or characteristic, which was evidence that they were not part of God's family, but of a different one. God's not looking at the physical. He's looking at the spiritual. Watch what he says. You may be Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because that my word or the voice of the Holy Spirit of God hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father. And ye do that which ye have seen with your father. See, he's going back to the fact that the voice that they are listening to, their conscience, their character, is rooted in a spirit that is influencing them. It's something that they're hearing from the inside that is not of the family of God. Jesus makes it very clear. It is an evil spirit. It's the devil. And he called him their father. My friend, I tell you to get this in your spirit today. Because this applies to those of the household of faith. You can claim to be a child of God all you want. But Jesus said on that final day, I'll say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You're not mine. You're still in sin. It's not those who claim me to be. Their Lord, you can claim to be part of my family all you want, but it's those who do the will of the Father that's in heaven who shall enter in to heaven. Because it's those who listen to his voice, let it lead them, and produce the peaceable fruits of righteousness or his characteristics in the earth that he counts family, that are granted sonship, that will hear those faithful words, enter in my good and faithful servant. Continuing the passage, it says, And they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If you were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham do. You do the deeds of your real father. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. In other words, they were still looking in the physical. They thought he was implying that they were illegitimate children, which in fact he was. But his implication was that they were illegitimate children of the kingdom, not physically. Because though they were born of the lineage of Abraham, they did not carry the spirit of Abraham. Another spirit had gotten in. Therefore, were they now counted among the family of that unclean spirit and not able to partake of the inheritance, except they repent. Which means to turn away. You got to acknowledge your sin, your agreement with that ungodly spirit. You've got to renounce it. And you've got to change the characteristic. You've got to stop listening to it. You've got to ask God to teach you and lead you and cleanse you and change you and equip you. And he will do it. Jesus told them, you do the deeds of your real father. So they said to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, which is God. Jesus saith unto them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? It is because you cannot hear my words. The physical man Jesus was saying, you cannot understand what I am speaking physically, because your spirit can't hear what my word is speaking internally. Because you're not of my family. He says you are of your father the devil. And the lust of your father will you do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. He speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own For he is a liar and the father of it. When you come into agreement with a lie, you come into agreement with the father of lies. When you make yourself the servant of sin to obey it, it is the fruit of the root of the seed that was planted in you. Jesus gave the parable of the sower who sowed. Good seed into his field, but then the enemy came in behind him and sowed weeds in it, and they came up together. The seed is the truth, the word that God is speaking to you. If you agree, if you believe, if you take it in faith, then it will take root in you. His Holy Spirit, the very spirit of truth. And as you follow its leading and walk in agreement and abide in that word and that word remain in you it will produce much fruit the character and work of God and his kingdom in the earth but the same thing works the other way if you believe the lie or the spirit of error then that thing can take root in you too And it will grow and you will obey and follow its leading and produce bad fruit. You see, my friend, it's just like it was in the beginning. There's still two trees in the garden and you are still being asked to make a choice. One produces good fruit unto eternal life, the very tree of life, which is Christ. One produces bad fruit, the tree of knowledge, thinking what you know is right. When in actuality it's a lie because it stands against the truth of God. And that fruit leads to damnation. What seed has taken root in the garden of your heart? Jesus said we'll know by the fruit that is produced and on the final day. God's going to lay it all out. And see if we really believe. What his voice had to say. In every situation. Were we willing to forgive? Were we willing to be selfless? Were we willing to be a witness? Were we willing to teach and to preach the message of Jesus? Were we willing to defend the defenseless and help the helpless and give hope to the hopeless, be the father to the fatherless, to clothe the naked, to tend to the widow and the orphan, to love, show and bring joy, compassion, mercy, kindness, gentleness, to be patient, to have temperance, to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit, which is evidenced by holy characteristic, because it will cause you to walk away from sinfulness or the leading of evil spirits. This is why the Bible tells us very clearly that we of the new covenant must be led of the spirit and not of the flesh. In this, we can rejoice and understand that even in difficult situations, that God is only setting the stage for miraculous demonstrations of the character of Jesus, of His teachings, of His Spirit. You know, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit was given unto us to make us a witness to the nations of Jesus, not just in word, but in demonstration. And for those who reject that holy character or take advantage of it, as they did to our Jesus and many of the saints and martyrs that came after him in his very footsteps, as they did to Jesus, then it will make us a witness against them unto the day of judgment. This is why the scripture tells us not to return railing for railing, but rather kindness for wickedness, because it is reaping coals of fire upon their head in the day of judgment. Oh, my friend, don't let the enemy rob you of your fruitfulness. You keep praying, you keep blessing, you keep demonstrating, and give place for wrath. Because it is coming. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 10 we read this, the words of Jesus, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall the earth be salted? If this happens, then it is no more good for anything but to be cast out and trodden under the feet of men. He's talking about your righteousness. Don't allow the enemy to come in with bitterness and offense. Oh, those unholy spirits that have been influencing men internally will influence them to do things externally that they think will cause you to come into agreement with their ungodly characteristics. So that you can lose your saltiness and cease to spread the seed of righteousness. No, my friend, you keep demonstrating just like Jesus did. Jesus tells us in John chapter 15 verse 4, Abide in me. That word abide means remain, remain. Remain in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. You will not produce those characteristics unless you remain connected to the Holy Spirit, the very words and teachings of Jesus so that it can continue to influence your characteristics. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. You won't be able to do it except you spend that time in fellowship, in the word, listening to it, hearing it, believing it, receiving it, worshiping, praising, believing, seeking and speaking what your heart is claiming to believe in. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. My friend, this is someone who was connected at one time, but they stopped abiding and got dry. They stopped reading, they stopped seeking, they stopped praying. They stopped being saturated by the word of God. They stopped listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Maybe they even started listening to the leading of a more pleasing and easier, a more self-serving one. So that the vine cut it off and cast it away. It was grieved, it withdrew, it... Separated. Because you see the word holy means to separate. And we have to choose to separate ourselves from those evil spirits, those ungodly influences and evil characteristics. Or the spirit of holiness will separate itself from you. Because he will not share his glory with another. You cannot serve two masters. You will love one and reject the other. Just like in the garden, there were two trees, but they had to choose one or the other. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ye shall ask whatever you will, and it shall be done unto you. Because herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, and in doing so, shall you be my disciples. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.